You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Authors Up. This is your place to be on Sunday evening at 7 p.m., and we are very, very glad that you are with us tonight. You could have been doing any number of things, but you decided to drop by and hang out with us for a while and meet somebody new and find out about a new book that's out there. So we're very, very glad to have you. wouldn't be the same without you, and I'm going to let my co-host give you their own special welcome tonight. Are you there, Victoria? I am here. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you once again. And how about you, Ruth? I am here also, and I am happy to be here and happy to hear my co-hosts and happy to have our uh, fans join us. Are you just happy? Yeah, I am. I am just happy. It's a great day. Amen. That's a good thing. That is a good, it good is. thing. Absolutely. And, you, and listeners, you know we always start our program with kind of our weekend review so that you can keep up with us and catch up with us and find out what's been going on with us since we were together last. Uh, so, Victoria, let's start with you tonight. Give us your weekend review. And, and I just can't say enough welcome back. We are so, so glad to have you back. We miss you so much when you were gone. So we're glad to have you back tonight. And so Thank tell you. us what's been going on with you. Well, this past week, I, I'm glad to be back, too. I tell you, I'm glad. Somebody said, I'm, it's so good to see you. It is good to be seen, okay? And in our case, it's good to be heard. <laughs> um, this past week was my first week back at work, and it was a little taxing. I um, got a little tired a little more quickly than I thought I would, and, and sometimes I thought I had enough gas to go, and the gas went out. 
But, um, <laughs> and, you know, if you think about it, I was sick for three weeks, and then two weeks before that we were um, at the Christmas, New Year's break. So, actually, I was out of work five and a half weeks. And in my mind, I have to remember I cannot, cannot finish up or, or tackle five and a half weeks of work in, in two or three days. So I've had to, you know, Mm-mm. pace myself, slow down, take some breaks. And um, I think the first day I punched out early. I was like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just done. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was good to be back, and I, I feel my strength um, coming a little bit more each and every day, and, and I'm just grateful. So that, that's my weekend of review, just grateful to be here still. Good, 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 good. Well, we're grateful that you're back, Victoria. And how about you, you, Ruth? What's been going on in Ruth's world? Well, Ruth's world is, um, I think the right word that I was looking for these past weeks are a little monotonous, but I found a way to break that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it took me four weeks and probably a year and four weeks, but I finally made my goals for the year. And I've decided that I'm going to write three books this year. So, therefore, I'm going to be keeping busy, yes. Uh, It's kind of a personal goal for me. I don't, you know, I'm not the type of person where somebody's like, oh, you know, that they can one-up me in, like, sports or anything like that. So I'm not competitive in that area. If you want to win, go right ahead. But when it comes to writing, you know, I will listen to, like, you know, I've heard, like, screenwriters say, oh, yeah, you know, I just locked myself in my office and wrote it over the weekend and stuff like that. And I'm like, how is that even possible? But, you know, that that type of thing challenges me. So, you know, I, I haven't written a book um, in a few years because I was um, launching my company and just trying to get it started and get it going, you know, with the publishing and stuff. But it just that that desire to start publish my own books now is just gnawing at me, and I'm just like, you know what? I have to do something this year. So awesome. the um, the book from the writing challenge it's um, it's in the it's done with the editing phase, so it's with my beta readers. So that one will be coming out in May, awesome. and I've started on my next book. So. That'll be the first one. So I'll actually be publishing four books this year. That's my goal. But I started writing um, my next one. So my goal is to finish within two months. So we'll see. You know, if I can do a writing challenge in one month, I figure two months will give me, uh, that'll be leisure time. So, yeah, so it's not going to be monotonous. This is going to be really busy. And I'm telling you guys, Yes, and I'm telling you guys so you can hold me accountable and you can ask me next week how's the writing going. Okay. Wow, yeah. good for you. Thank you. I, Thank you. I can't do that, but I can certainly <laughs> encourage you. <laughs> that works too. Happy, hey, we all, and I'll be happy yeah. to ask you how it's going. <laughs> hey, you know what? We all have our roles. So, yes, that that is your role, most definitely. Yeah, that is right. That is right. I am yeah. I am working diligently, and I am determined mm-hmm. uh, to to finish uh, the writing challenge. 
my okay. my goal was to do it the 31st, have it all done by the end of January. I did not meet that goal, but I have learned, I have learned that if I miss a goal, there's another day. Um, all right. I'm not going to beat myself true. up. I am not going to, you know, fall into any kind of condemnation. Uh, I know mm-hmm. where my time went, and you have to sometimes reprioritize the things that you need to do. So I'm good with that, but I am determined to, to keep at it so that I mm-hmm. will uh, finish and be able to, to publish it this year. I haven't narrowed down my when I want it out. It would be good if I had it out by the anniversary of of the station and all of that. But if I don't, it'll be okay. But I'm, I, as long as I work on it every day, uh, I'm good mm-hmm. and I feel good about what I've done. So uh, right. that's Absolutely. my primary thing that I'm working on, and I'm pleased to announce that I've got two more shows coming into the ALH Broadcasting family. So I've been very, very happy doing that. And I'm happy mm. about that and happy that we're growing and all that good yeah. stuff. So it was a good week. It was a good week for me, but I tell you what, nothing is going to be as good as tonight because we That's have right. a very <laughs> special guest on with yeah. us tonight. And uh, her book is Bridging the Gap. And let me tell you, it is, whew, this book is well, let me tell you about oh, her yeah. first, and then we get to the book. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Dana Fuller, and Dana was born and raised in Clearwater, Florida, where she received Christ and the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a teenager. Even at an early age, she knew there was a requirement on her life to fulfill the work of the Lord. She is an anointed vessel of God and ministers a prophetic word in a practical way to all whom the master leads her. The heart of her testimony is praise and worship. And for Dana, Psalm 34, and one, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth is more than inspiring. It is her strength. It is that same spirit of might and spirit of wisdom that gives her the ability to teach the uncompromising word of God with passion and conviction. Though content, though content and diligent <laughs> in the ministry of health, God has brought her to the forefront to sound the alarm in his holy mountain, Joel 2 and 1, to give mankind a wake-up call in the area of marital relationships. God has placed in Dana a desire to see heaven's best in marriages. She knows it has always been the Father's will for husband and wife to enjoy a wholeness and fullness in marriages, not missing out on anything God has for them. In Genesis 2 and 24, it says, And they shall be one flesh. Dana has seen that the shall be is a process by which one must pray, read the word of God, listen to the voice of the spirit, and work the marriage. She knows you can't be so prophetic that you neglect the practical or so spiritual that you overlook the simple. Dana founded Love for a Lifetime Ministries with the purpose of practically teaching couples 
how to live and love in their marriage through the word of God. Through the transparency of experiences in her own marriage, Dana's prayer is that a seed will be planted. It will take root and grow to bring forth much fruit in the marriages she encounters. She desires that husbands and wives will allow their love to be for God, for one another, for a lifetime. Dana is a devoted wife of 31 years to Chauncey Fuller, who lovingly supports her fully in the mission God has given her. She is a dedicated mother to her two sons, Sean and Devin. She has a strong sense of family and believes the best way to manifest Christ to the world is to first fulfill her call as a wife and mother to the glory of God. And with that, let us welcome Dana Fuller. Welcome, Welcome, Dana. Welcome, Dana. Thank you. Thank you all. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. We are so glad to have you on the show tonight. Well, I am glad to be here. You guys have me in tears. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Uh oh, it's it's early for tears now. Hold on. That's my dog. <laughs> well, like I said, we are glad to be here. We're glad to have you here. And we wanted to kick off February with a book about love and you know, with Valentine's Day we often think about love in terms of romance and all that goes with it. But that's never quite the reality of what marriage is, you know, when you talk about the practical side of it, the hard work keeps you know, to keep romance going, seeing your spouse the same way you saw them when you first married them. This isn't something that just happens. And I think your devotional speaks directly to that. Tell us a little bit about your book. Well, I guess that I'll just focus more right now on just the the title, Bridging the Gap. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just so often in um, relationships we build walls and it was never about the walls. It was about bridging the gap. I always say walls causes us to, it closes us, it boxes us in, and it separates us. But uh, bridges bring things together, brings body of water together, it brings people together. So I think it was really just about really just couples um, coming together and bridging the gap that, you know, that often comes in relationships through whether you be married five years, ten years, the gaps will come, but what do you do when the gaps come? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, you've had this, uh, you founded the Love for Lifetime Ministries. How, um, how long have you been doing that? Well, actually, we did that for, I believe it was about, we did it for like a few years, and um, mm-hmm. we just, Started do, we ended up doing the, the ministry at the River Church, the marriage ministry. We did that for about four years, and I, we knew that the Holy Spirit was calling us back to do this work. So right. Love for a Lifetime, it, it was, we, we had a, Chance and I had a, a website that we would just post devotions every week, just inspirational de- devotions, just in courage and inspire couples, different, we all go through in relationships, and we just wanted to really just give some positive um, um, information to just bridge that gap. 
So we're, mm-hmm. we're getting ready to relaunch Love for a Lifetime. We're in the process of um, getting the, our article. We have our article of incorporation, and we're getting ready to do the 50, I think it's a 501c3. <laughs> So we're in the process of reestablishing all of that and just just really wanting to reach the masses in relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and your book will be and your book will be a great tool for that. Um, what what inspired you to put um, all the devotions together? Well, actually, we had when we did the website. We mm-hmm. the devotions that we ha- I had already written. These are really these are the devotions. It was maybe a few that we added, but we did the website for about two years and we pulled from the archives and just compiled it into the book. And the Holy Spirit gave me the title years ago for the book, mm-hmm. and I kept trying to get away from bridging the gap, but <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> It was, he said, you have to write the book. And I'm like, I, I don't know how to write a book. And he mm-hmm. was like, you've already did that through the, through the website. So we just pulled the, the devotion from the website and, and turned everything over to Ruth. And this is the product. <laughs> so. <laughs> and, and and you know what? It, it is a great product. You know, I, I I've, I've um, published a lot of books, and yours I have to say is one of my um, favorite when it comes to devotionals because it's just you know there's a lot in there. You know, you you take it through. I think it's uh, what 52 weeks, so it's a year's yeah. worth of devotions per week, and it's just you know there's a lot of ground you know we don't think about marriage in those terms you know we think about the wedding we think about the honeymoon mm. and then happily ever after but there's a lot to go <laughs> in between that isn't there <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah and and you know um i hope it's okay for me to say this i know you Ruth you were saying the fifth of two weeks and the reason why we chose the 52 weeks is I, for me, I have devotion books, and I'll read a different devotion every day. But we wanted to we wanted to do fifty two weeks so the couples can marinate on the devotion mm-hmm. every day, the same devotion, just really get get it in their system and just uh, meditate on it. And I think for me, yeah. it's, it's I tend to uh, do better reading the same devotion for an entire week. I I feel like I've become connected to it, and that was the purpose mm-hmm. for the couples to really become connected to the devotions, the same devotion every week, and try to and try to read it every day, the same devotion every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, how was the um, now you said you uh, did the devotions? How was the that writing process for you? I realized that the book itself was. Um, something different. So how was actually writing the devotion? So I would think that that's maybe a little like journaling for you. It it was, um, I guess I would just feel inspired because we did it every week. And sometimes it was just hearing a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would hear someone say a word and I will just start writing something from that word. I know one of the devotions about was about toolbox and Chauncey was doing something around the house with tools 
And I say, ooh, <laughs> that will be, you know, there's so many different tools that in the toolbox, but um, we, and just as there are essential tools that that's needed for repairing different things around your home, there's essential tools that we need in our in our relationships, whether it's marriage, whether it's marriage, whether it's um, you know you're dating, you're you know um, even just uh, mm-hmm. friendship. You, you still need those tools. Communication, communication is essential. Whether you're married, whether it's in a friendship, um, even with your children, communication is. Mm-hmm. I, we feel like Johnson. I feel like that's. That's the really the number one key in the relationship is really um, communication. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, yeah, like I said, I think you've written a great book, and I I know that it's going to help a lot of people, especially with their marriages. So um, I'm going to turn you over to Andrea now, and she's got some questions for you. Okay. Well, now. <laughs> Go. Don't ask my questions. Okay. <laughs> we, we, always, we always fight at this point. I always say, that's what I was going to ask. So they made me go first uh-huh. this time. Uh, but I, I love I love the way it, it's put together, Dana, uh, with the reflections. Uh, and uh-huh. that kind of personal testimony there, and then going into the thought for the week and the and the prayer for the week. Um, I, I will you. say this: sometimes we shy away from books because they are about couples, they are about marriage, and and if you're not a couple and you're not married, you're not looking to be married. Sometimes you gloss over or you pass by. Um, uh-huh. But I really, I really enjoy the the book. I enjoyed it a lot, and I enjoyed the the reflections a lot because I always gain something. It's like the five love languages, you know. Mm-hmm. I really gained a lot in learning what what my love ma- what my uh, uh, love language was because okay. I had I had never thought about that. But it helped me to know how to interact in relationships, even though I'm not married. You know, my relationship okay. with my kids, my relationship mm-hmm. with, with uh, some of the people uh, on my job, because people perceive that you receive things in a particular way that really may not be uh, who you who you are. So I just wanted to, to say that I thoroughly enjoyed it because I believe that you've got to be a whole you uh, before you can be a partner to anybody else, uh, yeah, yeah, anything right. that will help us to grow and help us mm-hmm. to to be better at understanding who we are, I think is, yeah. is a wonderful journey to take. So I, I really did enjoy the book. But there were a couple of, of sections I wanted you to e- elaborate on. And um, okay. one of them... <laughs> In, in the very beginning, when when you have the analogy of the garden and everything, talk talk, yeah. to, the, talk to the listeners a little bit about it's time to take your yard back. I I really like oh, that. Wow. So talk to us a little bit about that. <laughs> okay, wow. Well, it, and and they're all favorites of mine. But Chauncey <laughs> and I was just talking about this particular section, week one through four, and how uh, how green is your grass and that really came from 
Chuck and I, when we lived in Florida, we've been here in North Carolina now for about almost 15 years, but when we lived in Florida, we lived on a, um, I guess it was a very, it was a, a busy street. It was a corner lot, and the the grass that we had was, the yard was just, it was a foreclosure home, and the yard was just hideous. And Chuck <laughs> went out and he, and when I say hideous, I mean hideous. <laughs> and he went out and, and he went out in like 100, 101, 102 degree weather, just really cultivating that grass and and got a landscape to you know put some tropical plants all around and and Johnson really watered it and we got so many compliments people would pass by and just say wow what are, you know what fertilizer are you doing what type of using what type of grass are you what type of grass is this and and um, I think for him to put so much time and so much effort into the yard, he made an investment. And I think that's what we wanted to focus so much on. This is making an investment and as individual would come by and view the yard, you know, I was like, wow, their yard could be just as, as beautiful. If not even be, you know, I shouldn't say just as beautiful, but it's what you invest in. And one of the yes. one of the um, topics it says it's time how green is well actually is the grass really green on the other side, and I think mm-hmm. it's all about pers- all about perspective, and it's mm-hmm. not so much is is your grass greener than my grass, it's it's how bad do you want your you know your marriage your yard we were comparing it to that. If you want a beautiful grass, if you want a healthy marriage, you have to put the time into it. It's not just mm-hmm. going to happen. So, And I think so often we say, oh, um, something that Ruth said, uh, as far as the marriage, we get married, and that's just the, well, we have the wedding. The wedding is the ceremony. The marriage doesn't start until after the honeymoon is what I always say. And we, <laughs> we, we invest in so much we, I, people, and there's nothing wrong with that, but just as much time and energy we put in our yard into the wedding, put that much time and energy into the marriage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I want to ask you about uh, one other part in here. And I think it's uh-huh. because we are coming up on the 14th of February, and you have mm-hmm. a, a place in here that says, Make Every Day Valentine's Day. Talk to All us right, a little yeah. bit about how you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think so. Uh, <laughs> and and Chuck and I, we're so transparent. It, we So often that we'll p- pick a day, there's 365 mm-hmm. days in the in the year, and so often, oh, you know, people get upset if individuals get upset if I didn't get flowers, if I get roses, if I didn't get this or that, and and we don't we don't like to say, oh, Valentine's Day is just there's nothing wrong with celebrating it, but if I didn't get that five hundred dollar gift, I didn't get that thousand dollar gift, or if I didn't get this two hundred three hundred dollar meal. It's not about. It's really about really spending time with spending time with one another and and 
don't just do that one day out of the, pick one day out of the year to do it. You do it. Right. I think I think so. So we focus. It's so commercialized. We put so much into that one day, but then there's three hundred and sixty-four days. Six, Sixty-four more days in the year. Exactly. <laughs> so, I think, exactly. so don't just don't just focus on that once in your um, once in the year. Let every day be a Valentine's Day. Celebrate each other every day. You know, um, and I I would say celebrate one another, not tolerate one another. Oh, amen. <laughs> That's powerful. Amen. That's good advice on any level. Yes. <laughs> And I love that. I got to ask you one more quick thing. There's something that you all do on Mondays that you and Chauncey do on Monday. What what is the what do you call that? When you're sitting together we, and you give these great little nuggets. We call it M3 um and it's just Monday marriage moments. Yeah, we call it Monday M3. marriage moments. You all write that down because you don't want to miss those. They have some great, (laughs) great, great tips and tools and all that good stuff on their their, their three M's there. (laughs) So (laughs) we're going to have you remind us about that a little bit later, but I'm going to hand you off to Victoria because I know she's got some things to to talk to you about. (laughs) Dana's a great book. I really, really love it. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Elder Hine. (laughs) Well, I, I I must first say that I, I love the way the book is formatted. And I'm going to tell you, listeners, this book is not for the faint of heart because it's not a 30-day quick fix. It is it's mapped out, what, for 52 weeks? And, yeah. then, and that's, that's a year, isn't it? Not, isn't it? Yeah. That's a year, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're not going to just read a couple of chapters and, like, it's, like it's over. And I love the, the transparency that you have, and you use, you use practical things, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to understand. It's easy to apply the, the, mm-hmm. the nuggets that you give. And it is it's beautiful. And it really is. And I'm going to make you laugh. Um, <laughs> when I, <laughs> in my own marriage, you know, transparency, I have found really, truly, is the only way that, that we help one another is if we're transparent about what we're going through. And when mm-hmm. I was a little challenged in my marriage, I picked up that book um, from Stormy or Martian, The Power of Praying Wife. I uh-huh. read two, I think I read the first two, three pages and put it down. I ain't reading this book. I'm <laughs> 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 reading this book. Because she actually was telling you to pray for the spouse. And I thought I was going to find some, you know, tips and tools on what to do, this and that. And all she was talking about was praying. I was like, I ain't praying. (laughs) I never finished the book now. You know that's bad. But anyway. And I love that um, it's based on those five five love languages. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you applied, you and Chauncey um, applied the love languages to each other? Well, well, you know, that's so amazing. it was the book, The Five Love Language, from um, Dr. Gary Chapman that really, yes. I think, really just changed the trajectory of our relationship. We, I read the book. I read the book first. Chauncey read it, and then we came together. Mm-hmm. And I, I just used to feel like he just didn't get me. 
no matter what. I'm like, wow. okay, are we, are we on different planets? Are we not understanding each other? And he was he was giving me his love language, and Chauncey's okay. love language was it was gifts. But I didn't want <laughs> I, I didn't want gifts. <laughs> You know, I'm my love language is quality time. Quality time. I just like sitting up under him. You know, okay. just being next to him on the sofa. So um, that book really changed us to where, although he was he was giving me his love language, but he had to learn my love language, and okay. then and and vice versa, where um, I had to learn I. Although I was giving him my love language, but I didn't know his love language. So once we, I read the book individually, he read the book individually, we came together, and it mm-hmm. really helped us to really, I said, oh, my goodness, that, he, <laughs> that's why, you know, um, he's giving me what he, you know, his language. But he had to learn my language, and once he learned my language, then it just really um, bridged that gap. It, there was a gap, and that book helped us bridge the gap. And that we well, we love we love Dr. Gary Chapman. We have his conversation <laughs> starters. We love him. He's just a phenomenal author, and he's practical too at the same time. Okay. So okay. That, We're good. <laughs> So you would you would say that you know a, a a person has to learn the love languages that the other partner speaks and do those things and not your own. You shouldn't do your own love languages to your partner. Well, well, you know that's okay for you to do your love language, but it's not meeting your partner's needs. Right. You see, so. So it's not telling Chauncey to change. That's his makeover, but mm-hmm. but he had to learn what what language was going to connect me. And but once right. I learned his, and once he learned mine, then we really connected on a whole other level. Oh, that's beautiful, beautiful. And um, Thank what you. would you tell someone who's reading the book and they're like, well, the husband says. My, you know, my wife is just not getting me, or my wife says my my husband is not getting me. Would you say your book is um, would help someone who's struggling in in an area, whether it be the husband and wife? Um, How would I they would, use you know, I would say yes. Um, mm-hmm. I just had a a friend to say um, that actually something similar to what you just said, and okay. what I said to her to her was, you do, you know, sometimes um, we want to fix each other. <laughs> right. And and I can't, and I, Chauncey and I always said this to each other, um, you know, you think about two adults coming into a relationship. I can't fix him, and he can't fix me, but I can, but he can fix himself. And I, I right. think for me, I, I tried that role to try to fix him. I'm going to fix him. I'm going to make him into the, 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 the perfect, the perfect man. And, mm. and that was, that well, was my that work role. How that out for you? <laughs> it did <laughs> um, I had, but, but I, re- and I remember, I remember in, uh, I was, it was in a Sunday school class 
and I was in, in Sunday school, and I think this is in the book, but I was in mm-hmm. Sunday school praying that, Lord, change him, change him. I always prayed for him. <laughs> and I said, change him, Lord, change him. And the Holy Spirit spoke back and said, well, why can't you change? Mm. So I think it's not about us changing each other, but working on my, I had to work on me. No, right. If, if, yeah. if he, and, he, and even if he never changed, I still had to be true to me. And I think when I change, when I change, then I saw a change. I changed my, my response. I changed yes. my tone. You know, um, even though I, I would lot, oftentimes I would say, I'm, not, I'm fine, I'm fine, but my body language wasn't fine. So I had to even change my body language with, mm-hmm. and when I, I tell you, when I, there was things that he really needed to change it, but I couldn't change him, but I could change me, and I worked on me. And I think, get, you know, if for, for couples, even if you feel like your spouse, it doesn't want to, to, um, to connect with the book. I had a friend that said, okay, then you do your part. You right. know, do your part. Continue to pray for, for your spouse. But if you need change, I'm telling you, you, when you change, when you truly change, not change yes. with your just with your uh, words, but your actions show that you change. Chauncey saw the change in me. He saw my, I, I'm, you know, I went through, we went through this thing, I'm not going to argue, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, not saying that arguing has, disagreement has its place because it, it helps us to understand each other. But, when, it, it, but uh, how should I say it? Um, if, um, oh, what's the word? Um we argued, but we we came to the table with the solution. I should say. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so just working on work on work on self, not trying to try to change your partner to to, um, to get him to read it or get her to read it. But if they choose not to at that moment, it's still you can still work on mm-hmm. you. Right, and so then that's that's the point I wanted to bring out that now I want our mm-hmm. listeners to think well. Okay, this is this for two people who are really in love and want to get this going. But you can work on mm-hmm. yourself with the book, which is good. Tell our listeners where they can find the book and where they can find you on social media if they want to connect with you. Well, I'm under Dana Faye Mac Fuller. I'm on Facebook, and I'm recently I've recently gotten on Instagram. Good um, for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying. <laughs> You're doing it. Good for you. And where can they find the book? And they can go to Barnes and Noble, or they can go mm-hmm. to Amazon. And it's um, a couple's devotion book, Bridges and Gaps. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. No, um, thank you all for having me. Okay, we're gonna switch gears just a little bit. Do we have time for a tip tonight, ladies? I got Quick one right. Okay. All Let's right. Well, it. tonight, tonight we're just going to talk briefly about outlining. So, uh, I've had a, quite a few people come up to me. You know, hey, you know, I've got a book idea. Where do I start? A great place to start is to 
outline the story. They help you, you know, by putting an outline together, it helps you frame the story and create a roadmap so you know where you're going to go with the story. So, you know, you want to look at the bigger picture, you know, because as you put the outline together, you know, it, it's going to start to emerge. So, you know, as you put the beginning, the middle, the end, don't worry about little nitty-gritty stuff like chapter length and how many words and, you know, all of that will come out with it. Right now, all you want is just, you know, basically a spine for your book. So if you can um, put it together, if you can look at, you know, break it down by acts, sequences, I usually break it down by chapters, um, you know, you can break it down by scenes. How, however it works for you, if you're able to do that, it'll give you a place to start and it'll give you a place to go as you begin writing. So, you know, you want to look at, you know, how will your scenes advance? You know, how will you build out your premise? Is it going to reveal your characters? Um, it'll help you troubleshoot stuff, you know, and I'll give you an, uh, an example. You know, I was putting the outline together for my next book, and, you know, in, in one chapter I wrote that the protagonist was having a conversation with the female lead. Well, two chapters later, you know, I'm sitting there writing that they're speaking two different languages. So obviously that's a problem. They can't have a conversation if they don't speak the same language. So I was right. able to work that out before I actually started writing it and realized, oh, I'm going to have to rewrite that. So it enables you to see stuff like that. It enables you to see where you're going. And, you know, you can remain flexible as you write, um, mm -hmm. you know, and certainly things will change. But, you know, this gives you a place to start, and that's usually all you need when you're writing a book. So that's our tip. Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, Victoria, do you want to give your fam famous last words as we're closing out tonight? <laughs> yes, you I know do. we're waiting for them. You know we uh, are. Yes, listeners, you got to get this book too. Get the book. Get the book. Thank you, Miss Dana, for coming on and being with us. That we certainly appreciate it. And um, listeners, Thank you got to go get it. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all. It certainly is, and whether you're married, whether you're thinking about getting married, whether you've been married, whether you don't want to get married, but you want to love yourself <laughs> and somebody else, get the book, just like Victoria said. <laughs> it is a wonderful book, seriously, guys, and, and you will you will grow from it, you will learn from it, and I think you will yeah. love it the way that it is written and all of the great things that are in there. So like my co-host said, Dana, Thank you so so much uh, for being Thank with us so this evening. Me. Thank you and all listeners, for having me. Oh, You're welcome. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. And listeners, you know what to do as we close out our show tonight. Please send up some hearts and show Dana some love for being with us here on Authors Up, and we will be right here next Sunday at seven p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson-Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Up. Up.